Hey guys, this episode is sponsored by Infused Productions. They are a lifestyle brand out of Western Mass that specialize in cannabis events that create moments that last a lifetime. You can find them on Facebook, IG, or on the web at Infused Productions. Make sure to spell Infused with a Z. And make sure to catch one of their events in Western Mass that they throw monthly. The next one up is the Homie Collective Campout, August 24th through 27th at Franklin County Fairgrounds in Greenfield, Mass. Hopefully see y'all there. Now let's get back into it. Hey guys, thanks for checking out the Bucked Up Podcast. If you don't mind hitting the like and subscribe button, we have two new episodes coming out every week. Now let's get into it. And we're live. We're not live. We're at Fenway Park recording an episode of Bucked Up with Tuesday night. Yeah. Thank you for having us. Thank you for having me. You're the one performing. Most awkward guy on earth. Let's do it. <laughs> do you get, how do you feel? How do you feel about about to perform at Fenway? Fucking awesome. I need Jameson immediately. <laughs> you need Jameson. Jameson is going to help with, with uh, this, my boy. Yeah. He needs the sauce as well. Yeah, I could use one. <laughs> Jameson is your guys' drink. Yeah. Why? It's, it's so harsh. Sweet nectar. Sweet <laughs> nectar. Are you Irish? Yes. Uh, very little. Very. Oh, you just. Yeah. It's not even in the genetics. That's where I got this tan. My Irish. My Irish. <laughs> I feel like I can't ask you because you said you are tan. Yeah. I can't be like, what are you? That's the. That's how we're. I'm all things. I don't know. Got a bunch of shit mixed in. We are on the Green Monster right now. Hell like, yeah. You grew up in Worcester. Yep. So like, did you ever think this was gonna be a thing? Hell no. No, this yeah. is awesome. Like, we played across the street at House of Blues before, but never, uh, never had, obviously, here. This is crazy. I've been to a concert here once, but... Who did you see? Uh, Foo Fighters. Okay. Which is cool. I don't realize how big bands actually are. I wouldn't have guessed Pink still existed, and she sold, Two this, nights. She sold the shit Two out to Two nights in a row. That's crazy. Two nights in a row. Quick question about being on the Green Monster. What is Wally? I'm not. I'm not the guy. He's a monster. Yeah. He's just a monster, just like a random ass monster. Yeah. yeah. I don't even know what he's supposed to. A green monster. Like, what the hell yeah. is he supposed? They really to take monster? liberties with some things, <laughs> like the Philadelphia fanatic. The fanatic. Yeah. <laughs> he that, just looks like an art barker, an anteater. I think the best one is the Colts horse. Have you seen any videos with that thing? No, <laughs> no I don't think Oh, he I always have. does some real sexual shit. It's really <laughs> 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 a lot of groin work. Oh, really? Yeah. You don't think you'd be allowed to do that nowadays? I don't know. I feel like Wally's family friendly. I guess, I don't know. This is, and I haven't seen the dude in a while. Yeah. So how did, all right, I do want to give like the intro of how you guys are, why I'm having it with both of you guys. Kip, one of my favorite artists, one of the first guests ever on the podcast. Joe, new friend. Yes. Well, semi-new friend. Yeah. And, um, And you guys have a company together. Tuesday night that you just started. Yeah, we do. And started talking about it like a year ago, and uh, I don't even know how the hell we got, like... Things just kind of happened, like... It might have been, honestly, it was meta, I think. Yeah, Truly, like, was I when, think that, and we were talking about, like, I was, you were asking why I didn't put, like, like art on shirts and shit, and you're like, I could help you out with it, and I was like, well, I would appreciate it. 
And then we also started talking about records, and it just kind of kept spiraling to where, like, why don't we actually do something? Like, and you were saying that merch has, like, kept you going. Oh, yeah. For a like, long-ass time. Yeah, that's... In, our, in like, rock world, I, it's, like, pretty much survive off of merch and stuff like that. And then, uh, just from doing it for years, we had done so many vinyl for ourselves that it sort of, like, at least had some understanding of production of vinyl and all that sort of stuff so and then what started us really getting into it was him doing the cover for Eddie and Rim for Meta and then uh, it didn't get picked up for a vinyl release which that record was awesome and dope ass record dope ass cover I know so not seeing it and then we started just being like I wish someone would just do this because I would love to have his first like actual like even a digital cover but like on a, on a 12 inch yeah. And how does it feel to actually have your first one out? Stressful as hell. <laughs> it was a crazy process, but it, it was fun. It's, I'm super happy that Eddie and Rim gave us a shot to prove we could do it without knowing we could do it. So, What's the difference between rock releases, vinylized, and rap releases? I think just how... We do, we do a record every three years. So for this lane it's just crazy like how much actual material people put out in like such a crazy amount of time so I don't know like by the time we are done with this it's like dude's already on to the next project yeah. and on to the next project so I don't know for us it was just like the whole timing of the thing and it was weird just because uh, the whole project for them was already a year old we released it almost a year to the date that it was that it came out originally and that was kind of our goal and so our first goal we achieved and uh, setting for some other stuff coming up. Why are releases for rock slower? Like, why is the output of music every three years release a record instead of like three records in a year? I don't know. I can speak for like for us. I think it's like at a studio you're recording. You, first, you got to write and record all the drums, guitar, bass, vocals, everything. Where that at least most people are working with the other producers and stuff. So it's like you're skipping sort of the whole yeah. music end of things as far as like someone else wrote that and then you're just focusing heavily on like lyrics and stuff like that so I think it's like just frees up way more opportunity especially for someone that's like on the grind just I'm sure writing constantly so for us it's just way different where it's yeah like it's like one person person versus like a yeah, team uh, of something to put together the back and forth of everyone yeah. writing together it's like you could put together a comedy movie and that you need, or you can do stand up. Yeah. And like, stand up's just me. It's like, yeah. on the end of the day, it's on the back of me. It's not like I have to wait on this person to do this job and that person to do that job. You were talking about, and I, I am going to get to you. Yeah, I'm no sorry worries. that you're sitting over there. <laughs> just watching. It is crazy that we're here, right? It's fucking insane. How does it feel for you seeing, knowing he's performing here when you were saying you used to see him perform in churches and shit? Yeah, I mean, I. I've seen him play like not, not, not on Sundays. Like, <laughs> I've seen him at like American Legion's Hall with like a hundred people. Now we're at Fenway. It's pretty insane. Crazy. You know? yeah, Do you know how many people? I think the pre-sale was like thirty-five thousand. That's for tonight, crazy. which is crazy. So, so hopefully everyone's in when we play, and we'll see what it's like. But I'm psyched. You were talking about the last time we were out drinking the like long journey of a band you guys had. 
Yeah, we all grew up like on the same block as each other and used to ride our bikes to each other's house for practice and stuff. And but even like when you were talking about the label fucking you oh, over Christ. and yeah. stuff, like um, the long journey to get to a place like this. So even tonight, know? we're playing with Fall Out Boy. Fall Out Boy was how we originally got signed to Universal and Motown. Really? And that's how we know them. And uh, How? How are they the reason? Pete Wentz found us playing at like Legion Halls and stuff. And really? We had just put out our first like real record and uh, signed us to his like little imprint label and then uh, we got switched over to uh, Motown after that. Wait, that was your like origin? That was your first? Yeah, like we, after we, we did like a cycle on one record and then like two, three years and then he ended up finding us somehow. That's crazy full circle moment. Yeah, so it's cool to be back And then here. what happened for people listening? Uh, our ended up, we got signed to Universal and Motown and right before we put our record out, the uh, Motown folded as a label. So everyone got fired, our A&R person got fired. So we got switched over to Universal Republic, which we got put on a roster of an A&R guy that didn't give a shit about us because he didn't sign us and then sort of just put on the back burner and that was kind of the end of our band for two, three years. You guys broke up? Not officially, but we didn't really tour. We put out a record we hated with pressure from that label and management and it ended up being for the best and it ended up getting us out of our, our deal with them and um, then came back and started doing stuff again and got picked up by the label we're still on, which is Pure Noise, which is out of California. Um, just as independent. Yeah. And um, they sort of didn't give a shit as far as like, they're not involved in a creative process, which I don't think any label should be involved in a creative process. Are most but, labels involved in the creative process? No, I think only once you get to Atlantic, Universal, Island, any of them. But, you don't think those are beneficial anymore? Being on a major you can label. record records at your house. You don't need a hundred thousand dollars to make a record anymore. And I think like some of the projects that again, like Kip, I like grew up listening to a fair amount of hip hop, but not. I I guess I was stuck in listening to the same stuff for the last very long time until a few years ago. He started showing me a ton of new artists. And it just sort of like opened my eyes to like, it's a very similar scene to what we grew up in as far as like, there's so much more happening and there's so much involvement with a bunch of artists. I think it was, for me, it was cool to see like a relation to what I do. Yeah. And then just how many artists, once he opened the door for me, I just kept finding people and it's just been like, I don't know, just got super, super. Well, did you guys see what you had in each other early? like? People don't know, this is West Side Gun's new favorite artist, like... That's why, again, he... Like, he, his he, shit's crazy, and yeah. he, he, you weren't even painting when you were growing up. No, well, here and there, but not like what I do now. Yeah. And you're playing Fenway, like... Oh, seeing his stuff from, like, the... Even like, two years ago, compared to now, is, like, crazy. It's I don't know. I have... The first piece of art you gave me, it was, like, drawn with markers. Or, like, right? the... Flashy you did for Crime Apple. Yeah. And then seeing some of the pieces that you have coming out for the cookout, I can't wait for people to see his stuff. So Yeah, no one has upgraded their style more than you, I don't think. Like Dude, I feel like you've adapted your stuff like every two months. It's, it's just like insane. Like there's like another breakthrough for you, but like this new style, like 
He hasn't even been posting any of like the new, new, new stuff. So I, I can't wait for you to start like actually showing people. How do you know an evolution is coming in your style? Honestly, I have no idea. Like sometimes I just like, like Dude, with, that... the, with the palette night stuff, I just kind of start experimenting it, and and then like something will click when I'm doing it. Like he was about to say, like the Mona Lisa one I did. We had gone out That's on a, a Tuesday. Tuesday nights are drinking night. That's where the name comes from. And we had gone out on a Tuesday and probably had a little extra. And I had did like a rough sketch of that earlier in the day. And then we got home at like three in the morning and I just stayed up to like five and just did that. Woke up, barely remembered I did it. Like went down to the basement where I was painting. I was just like, holy shit, I, I think I did something. And then I showed Joe the picture. He's like, you did that last night? And I'm like, yeah, I don't know what happened. Where do you think your creative process comes from? Like, if you're blackout drunk, you don't know where it comes. Like, where do you think your art? Well, comes I think from? that one it was more just because I was drunk. I just kind of let loose with it. I didn't like. I wasn't trying to like get in, in between lines or like figure out anything. I was just like, this looks good, and it was more like a lot more free with it. Well, motivation comes from you know like a lot of it. Music. If I hear a song and I like hear a line from a song or something, I'm like oh I want to paint this, or I see a cover that I want to flip or come from anywhere you know how do you find your muse i don't know our, our whole process is absolutely insane again <laughs> also it's like it's weird being in a band with people for this is we've been a band for 22 years um and growing up like basically on the same block as each other and stuff so it's like sibling relationship where you got like I don't know but what is your like, process starts out as like Alan and Dan uh, the other two dudes uh, usually will like come up with a riff or something like that and then it's just like a trickling and like especially in the more recent years we've been on tour way more so it's like harder to find time to all sit together like in a band space or something like that but like Typically back in the day, we used to just every day after school and do that shit and like go hang out in some one of our parents' basements and all we gave a shit about was playing. So it was just kind of every day and you just work on stuff a little bit more. And, but. How many bands do you think folded when Motown folded? Oh my God, I don't know. I it was the, the entire label ended, so it was like now there's still Motown exists, but it's a catalog label, so they're putting out stuff from the 60s and 70s. Yeah. And like, but I mean, like, it's crazy that you guys stuck with it because I feel like probably a lot of bands didn't get back together after something like that happened. Yeah, I think we're like, we just, none of us are uh, like confrontation that much amongst each other and shit. So I feel like it was a lot of just like, we just didn't say anything. So we weren't like putting a hard end on the band or anything like that. So it was kind of just like, we didn't say anything and just disappeared for a while and then sort of just started hanging out again and recording and just for fun and we kind of had this talk before though where like sticking together was kind of your thing anyways like why a lot of bands don't make it is because they don't stick together yeah you know even before you made it at all you know like and all four of us have been in it the whole time which is i feel like rare especially after 20 years yeah i feel like it's hard for people to make a decision like that like to stick to something, whether it be like a relationship or a friendship or a profession. It's like hard to be like, this is the thing I'm gonna do for the rest of my life, no matter what. Well, that and just like with the same people. Yeah. It's crazy. I mean, like 
I don't have any brothers. But yeah, I, we're each other. Yeah, yeah. But, if, but if I did, I would imagine this is what it is like. And like, I'm sure I piss them off a ton. They piss us off. Like, it's just like, I don't know. So it's a weird relationship over the years and stuff like that. But uh, we're, I mean, to end up here today is very, very cool. What type of kid was he? I mean, I didn't really know him till. I used to sleep on on his couch for like a couple years, uh, from apartment to apartment. Like I'd come home from tour and just end up on his couch. Wait, where did you guys meet? Yeah, from I had like mutual friends, yeah. so he'd come over the apartment like to see them, and then we just kind of started hitting it off. And then we kept chilling. Cut like a year or two later, he asked me to go on tour with them. Their first oh, yeah. warp tour. <laughs> Shit. Yeah. Why? Just from hanging out and oh, stuff. Yeah. Which I feel horrible about, and it ended up being like the most horrible punishing thing for the boy. <laughs> Why was well, warp tour so bad? Well, because a lot of the the ven like the venues were like on a big like sand pit, so we'd have to carry the equipment yeah, like, like through football fields of sand to get to like a stage. Yeah, just terrible, terrible. Was it like, like early war? But we didn't know either. That was our first experience with it. So we, we had like no Miami idea. in the summer. Like, I feel like Warp Tour has to be, all the people who go to Warp Tour covered in like face paint yeah. and fucking makeup and they're wearing crazy fucking big frilly outfits. This is the elderly version yeah, of Yeah, they're <laughs> not the type to go walk through the sand and no, the heat. I don't know. But I do see people at like more screamo shows. And I'm like, what do you do in real life? I like, don't where know. Are you? Yeah, you do where not dress you? like this. Yeah, where are you in life? normal life? <laughs> it's like drag in a way. It's Fucking like you have yeah. to... Wait, so Warped Tour, you just had to... You were just dragging shit through oh, the I, sand. I had a fun time. Yeah, like, oh, we definitely... It was just moments of punishment, and then the rest of it was awesome. Like, You've been to more rap shit. Are rock shows or rap shows crazier? I mean, it depends on the show. I mean, this is pretty fucking wild, but like... No, I mean like crazy but, shit happening i mean the crowd's usually crazier at a rock show i mean people do the stupidest shit yeah what's some crazy shit that's happened at your shows i mean i remember at the video shoot for heroes people were jumping oh, off jumping the off balcony, balcony upstairs <laughs> palladium like it's like what 20 feet like yeah okay. and i don't mean people and like, i don't mean like one person i mean like lines of people jumping off <laughs> like <laughs> pencil diving off those onto people it was, it was insane <laughs> but uh do people try to get crazy backstage at rock shows? No, so like, for me, you... this is the that was the difference. Going to shows with him for the first time, and like I just felt super uncomfortable going backstage. Like even at the like yeah, I'll invite like, you backstage. Yeah, like, and Rome, you won't or, like the do it. Rome Street show at, at uh, Babies. Yeah, yeah, and, in Brooklyn. And in Brooklyn. Oh right, I thought and you were talking about the break. Like, going back all, there right. and like. I, I don't know him, like I know you both like know people, so I felt like super awkward, yeah. like just... Well, even when you asked him to go to the one in Boston, he was like, no, I'll just wait. Yeah, I ended yeah. up standing out in the rain while you guys were sitting up in the But you're room. in the industry. But that's what I'm saying, like I'll go to a green room with you guys and then I'm like, oh shit, there's like 30 people in but here. But the green like, room's here, there's no one there. No, like, I don't know, like, us, we're just like all super quiet and mellow before we play and stuff. And you guys are a little like older and more mature. Cause I'm thinking like, are there hella groupies trying to get Hell out no. of it? Yeah, no. Look at us. <laughs> You're like, I own a coffee shop. Yeah. <laughs> Exciting times. <laughs> that is awesome how you've been able to expand. I don't know how either of you do it, do what you do, and have full-time jobs and do other shit. This new, doing the Tuesday night stuff is like very, 
very excited to, like, that we finally did this new release, like our first release. And like, since we started talking about this, he ended up buying a house directly next door to my house. So we're, we're you guys share a driveway. Share a driveway, we're next door neighbors. What and, other releases uh, do you guys have? Uh, next up is Ja King and Javi Darko. Yeah. Uh, Fear and Loathing, which I'm really excited for. Uh, I don't know. We're supposed to be doing one with Bub Styles. Shout so, out Bub Styles. Yeah, hopefully that goes comes together soon. But it should it looks like it's gonna happen, so what do you guys what do you wish you knew going in as like a young musician? I, I, that's a fucking hard question. I don't know, there's so much shit. I feel like mostly just or as a young creative, I'm actually, I'm not even asking how to start a band, I'm asking for myself, like... Don't necessarily also listen, always listen to people that have a financial interest in what you're doing. As far as, I mean, there's there's obviously a lot of people, which is a fucked up thing to say as we're putting out records for people, but I, I feel like there's people that want to maybe don't necessarily have your best interests at heart, where like, even through this road, we've met a lot of people, though, that have gone really, really far out of their way to sort of help us without gaining too much from it. And um, I don't know, like, that's speaking for me, and I'm sure him, like, our whole interest in this was just putting out records that maybe like, weren't going to come out or just stuff we were super excited mm -hmm. about and, like, just to be involved in the project. And, yeah, like, Meta, we didn't care about, like, making anything. We were just like, I just want to sell this shit on fucking vinyl. Yeah. And put out something dope that wasn't getting put out. And to have your artwork. Yeah. Can I ask how the, um, one, how do you feel about West Side Gun saying you're like the next the next big artist? Well, I mean, I, I didn't actually hear him say that, but. He said that to DJ Tay James. Yes, yeah. Shout out DJ Tay James. Justin Bieber's man, A&R and DJ. This is his favorite artist right <laughs> here. I mean, shit like that always, it's pretty fucking cool, you know, like. You know me, I'm pretty humble about shit. Like, I, I don't feel that I'm as good as, like, you would tell me I am. Like, when you say I'm your favorite artist, I'm like... Oh, yeah, but that's why your stuff keeps evolving. I feel yeah. like you're, like, again, over two years seeing the progression you made. If you're happy with your shit, you're not going to want to grow it. Yeah. You kind of have to hate your shit, yeah. you know? Yeah, exactly. How do you... Uh, can you tell me the story of how the Lisa... The Lisa came about? That one, Westside just hit me up, and he was like... Asked, he's like, oh, I, I need you to do some art for me. He's like, can you? And I was like, I've been waiting for this since I started drawing. I was like, of course. I was hoping he wanted like a painting or something, but he wanted the, he kind of told me the idea he had for the Lisa thing. So I stopped working, went home and like did it in like an hour and sent it back to him. And he's like, damn, that was, that was quick. And he's like, can you try this? And I was like, I sent him like three more versions in like 20 minutes. Cause I was just like, I wanted to be on top of it. Yeah. And he didn't really tell me what it was for or anything. He was just like, all right, I'll let you know. And then like months later, he hit me up to like email some files or some shit. And I was like, oh, looks like he might do something with it, so. And then you got picked for the merch. Yeah, yeah. And I've given him some other paintings that I haven't shown anyone that I'm pretty stoked on. So hopefully maybe something can come with those. Do you fulfill, do you feel fulfilled in art when something like that happens kind of me and you also talked about this like you thought you would like when you got the interview with him but you're like 
immediately like what's next yeah like I need to do something better than that now so you're almost like harder on yourself you're like all right I need to figure this out like I can't just stop painting you know? yeah like, do you feel fulfilled playing in a place like this yeah this is a cool hotel now again it was the same like we just talked about this and like I feel like the last like place for us and like Massachusetts to like check off the like dream list is like Gillette Stadium so like we'll see hopefully be cool to do something like that in the future so yeah when did the nerves leave when did you just be like I don't feel nerves anymore once I realized if you drink enough Jameson the right <laughs> amount takes it away That's, how much is the right amount of Jameson it used to be different for me I'm, I'm trying to be a good boy now so like I wait till like 45 minutes before we play then I'll usually do like Two or three shots right before we play sets like almost the perfect level, which is nice. Uh, that's me with smoking. Like people don't smoke before they get on stage, but I, I need I the. I would fucking freak out. I, I need that level of like smoking makes it like you don't give a fuck. Yeah, not for me. <laughs> no, I'll strongly agree with yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, you can't. I wouldn't smoke. be doing this interview if we had smoked before. Yeah, Kim can't smoke at all. Every time I've offered you a hit and you've taken it. I was worried about getting high on the ride here because you were smoking so much. I'm like, fuck, I hope I smoked end up one high. joint. <laughs> <laughs> I smoked one joint on the ride here. I didn't hotbox you in the car. That's so funny. Yeah, so you guys, what is the plans for Tuesday night? What is your... Honestly, I feel like it's just going to be kind of roll with the punches sort of thing. Like, we had a, an idea going in where we wanted to, like, I think not just work... Um, we didn't want to be a record label. It's more just like, I guess, artist services, like where help put physical music out for people we are really into, and then also just even uh, like other artists, artists like like not music, like uh, painting or whatever it might be, and just like uh, figure out like silk screen prints, like do that sort of stuff, do collaborations with artists, and then clothing, just sort of a whole mix of stuff that we've been interested in and. Out of Worcester. Yeah. Yes, sir. It's crazy how much is coming out of Mass right now. Fucking awesome. It's really cool. It's like the first time there's been a real, like, surge, you know? Yeah. yeah. It's nice not, like, it's also nice that you can do anything anywhere. Like, a lot of the labels are in Europe and shit. And we're in middle, middle, Worcester and Fitchburg are middle of nowhere Massachusetts at the end of the day. You know, like. Yeah. I think that was another thing, too, that, like, from us buying records, seeing what the you like pre-order a record and you don't get it for six months seven months like that's just insane where like uh our turnaround time we're trying to like again like seeing people's responses to like the finally getting the meta release yeah. was like we had it they bought it and it was on their record player in europe in se under seven days like where we were just that's like crazy. Right, just trying to like have this shit like but the response from it was crazy. Almost every person who like got one hit us up and was like, yo, I can't believe I have this already. And we we're like, oh, we're well, glad you're happy. You know, that's kind of the point. And I just saw it. It looks beautiful. I'm, I'm super It looks beautiful. It. Thank you. This, uh, well, I wanted to keep this short because you're literally about to go perform. Yeah. And we're right next to the pyrotechnics on the Green yeah. Monster. We are on the Green Monster doing a podcast with Tuesday Night. It's crazy, right? This is wild. Fucking psyched. Thank you. Thank you, man. What would you tell yourself when you started doing art? Like right now. Just keep going, don't get discouraged. You know, like, I, 
I didn't get a cover until the Eddie shit. You know what I mean? Like, it took two years to get even a cover. And then when I did it, I was like, sick, I got my first vinyl. It didn't come out on vinyl. But I kept going, and then I put the vinyl out myself. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. just keep keep doing shit, you know? And eventually it's going to work out. If, especially if you really love it, you know? Like, we're doing something we love. Like, this Tuesday night shit, you ask, like, how we can do it on top of working full-time jobs. He's in a band. He tours. He owns a coffee shop. But, like, when we get out of work, it doesn't. this doesn't seem like work. It's like we get together and we're just shooting ideas over a drink or something. I'm like, oh, you know, it would be awesome if we do this. we got to figure out how to bring this to life. Like, so it's not, this doesn't feel like work. It's more, like, exciting. It's fun. Like, how about you? Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it. Like, I, I feel like there's been a lot of, like, emotional highs and lows and stuff. And just, like, it's, like, okay, I've done it for my band for years as well. But we've always had label help. So, like, being on the other side of this has been a little more nerve-wracking. And just, like, seeing how much shit goes into literally putting out one record and one cassette but i mean even just this process we learned so much and like we're just super excited to keep working with people and i don't know just see where it goes and you still have passion you still want to grow which is dope if we, if we didn't after project one I, uh, we're in, we're in the wrong thing, yeah. <laughs> but I'm talking about in life. Oh yeah, yeah. In life, you're not like fuck music. No, you're like no, I want to keep. No, this was cool. I want to keep expanding the world of it. For sure. Anyway, thank you guys. Thank you for putting this together and allowing this to happen. Oh, my pleasure. And sorry, we're the most awkward people in the entire world. We're sitting so close to each other right now. I don't think people understand. <laughs> I can smell both. Of them. Yeah. <laughs> no, for real. It doesn't matter anything other than we actually did this. That's an honor, so thank you. Thank you. Of course, bro. Anything you want to plug? No. Tuesday night, where can they find you? Tuesday night on Instagram. Tuesday night, tuesdaynyt.com. There you go. Thank you, guys.